0: Hi, this is Phil, and on episode 119, we're bringing back our annual holiday weather shopping special and talking with meteorologist and children's author, Serena Arnold.
1: And with that, I got to do some really interesting things like icing and turbulence test flights. So I actually got on an airplane with the purpose of flying through as much icing and turbulence as possible. I only threw up once, and I am very proud of that.
0: So listen in for some great gift ideas and giveaways to put under the tree. Of that special weather freak, someone. Let's roll. Going green. <laughs>
2: Greenage. Saddling up. You got it, boss.
0: Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Storm Front Freaks podcast, and it's brought to you by the Drive Weather app. Download Drive Weather now from your app store and get the hourly forecast along your winter route. I also want to say a special thanks to our Patreon members uh, that are supporting the show, joining us live as we record with our guests. Uh, We'd love for you to join us live as well. Check out all the membership options at patreon.com slash Uh But before we get to our guest, we got to find out who's here from uh, uh, our group of freaks and who's co-hosting here with us tonight. Uh, it's always happy hour, so we get to uh, enjoy a few libations. I've got the Yule log going on behind me tonight. Gorgeous. Uh, in celebration <laughs> of nice. the holidays. But Maz is here tonight. What are you drinking,
2: Maz? You know what? I have, now it's it's from Captain, I don't know why I'm showing you my cup. It's just a Nebraska cup, but um, it's from Captain Morgan, and it is Long Island Iced Tea. Ah, nice. Ooh, oh, nice. that's Every dangerous. clear liqueur. I know I had my first sip, and I was like, I feel that. <laughs> well,
3: felt That'll a buzz after the first sip.
4: It's very good. Good, yeah. good. Greg, Greg, what are you drinking this evening? I'm going back to the old standby Canadian whiskey and Coke. <sighs> You sound that's depressed. A,
5: that's about uh, all. you uh, have out uh, there. Uh, No, no. I mean, the
4: last couple, last couple shows, I've been drinking coffee with Bailey, so I'm, I'm going back to the, you know, to the whiskey and. He's he's yeah. getting nuts tonight. I all actually, right.
3: I think I could drink
6: that in the morning,
0: Jennifer? I'm Jennifer Watson, what are you drinking this evening?
6: You guys, I have a three year old, um, and she's really exhausting. So coffee. I'm drinking coffee, like <laughs> I usually am, or sparkling water. One of these days, I'm going to have an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. One of these days. We'll Greg,
0: Greg, will be your. We'll your going to get her a Long Island
6: iced tea.
3: Yeah.
0: Dina, Dina Knightley, what are you drinking?
3: I'm just drinking a glass of Chardonnay. Oh. I'm kind of it's boring, kind of but yeah. sipping it.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm like very
3: like mellow right now.
0: Good. All right, MJ. <laughs> Yes. mj is down at the bottom of our brady bunch group, I, so. I am I've, I've
7: brought back the uh silicon pint cup with uh captain morgan coke Ooh,
8: it's
0: like a chemistry great. experiment okay. i think that's nice all right brady what are you drinking
8: Phil, first of all, what the hell is a libation? I don't know what that is. But anyway, I'm drinking Aww. a, uh, I'm drinking a uh, <laughs> screwdriver today. So
0: that's a
7: libation. That's a libation. It yeah. is. Oh, get out nice. You Webster.
0: would we have
3: that in the morning, too. You
0: could. <laughs> <It was> and <laughs> hey, before, before we get to our, our guest introduction, Serena, I know you're joining us tonight at the bar. What are you drinking?
1: I am. So I am joining you guys with a Imperial Coconut Porter this evening.
2: Oh, nice. that,
1: sounds, that... that
2: sounds good.
1: It was 13 degrees this morning. That's I'm original. still chilled.
2: Oh, gee, geez. going heavy,
0: going heavy. All right, Maz, let's uh, let's find out about Serena.
2: Awesome. Serena Arnold, Serena Marita, her friends, just to let you know, wanted to be a meteorologist and she was five years old and saw her first tornado. Now she's chased tornadoes and hurricanes, built weather stations all over North America and even worked for NASA. Now, she worked at the world famous Mount Washington Observatory, Whoa. where it does blow your hair straight back. Just to let you know, this all happened there once, and has been <laughs> on TV all over the world. Now she volunteers with kids of all ages, talking with them about STEM careers. And overcoming adversity to achieve their dreams. Serena Marie, welcome, and tell us about NASA. What'd you do?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, especially with everything in the news recently, um, it it sounds super awesome. So I I worked for a NASA contractor um, where we put the TAMDAR sensor on aircraft, and we were actually collecting data as planes would take off and land. And it was another way to get um, soundings—you know, vertical profiles of the atmosphere. Do some really interesting things like icing and turbulence test flights. Flights. So I actually got on an airplane with the purpose of flying through as much icing and turbulence as possible. I only threw up once and I am very proud of that.
6: Wow. Yeah. wow. Nice. Oh my God. How long was that flight?
1: Uh, two and a half hours. And I what threw a... up two hours and 15 minutes into it. That was a long 15 minutes. Oh
4: my God. So the next step is the <laughs> Did hurricane you take Hunter. Flights
1: after that. Oh, hurricane Hunter would be so cool. I didn't hear your question, Dean. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, how did you take more flights after that one? Um I could have. I ended up um changing jobs. And so when we you know so I didn't <laughs> oh, get did to you? do another test. Ah, darn, right? But it was um it was it was really fun and exciting. I look back at that moment. That's definitely one of those like young and dumb and crazy moments in your career. Now with like two young kids, maybe not an awesome choice. So
2: you know, once you throw up at a job, you have to change jobs. I'm
1: just. It's it it awkward.
6: <laughs> this is true. This Never is very true. So, Karina, where did you start your career? Because you've had so many awesome jobs and experiences. Like, how did you go from one to the next? What was yeah, doing great- like?
1: Yeah. Great question. You know, I, um, I've, I've loved meteorology since I was five. So I, I pursued it knew I wanted to, to follow it and, um, had some stumbling blocks growing up as a kid, like failing pre-algebra knowing math's a really important part of meteorology and just, you know, fought like hell to, to become a meteorologist. And so then once I did, um, it was kind of like do all the things (laughs) a little (laughs) bit. So I, um, you know, did internships at NSSL and with vicela and, and storm chasing. Um, and so my first job was with this NASA contractor and it was it was really, really fun. Um, but, you know, companies kind of need customers um, and we were having a hard time getting them and I was ready for something different. And so I've always had a very open mind and have approached things um, with that perspective and have, have, kind of have a try anything attitude um and so i interviewed with an air quality monitoring company which sounds really boring and when i interviewed they were like you know we're going to send you to alaska we're going to take a plane and get on a smaller plane and another plane to a helicopter you're gonna have to install weather stations maybe with a bear guard with you maybe not maybe you're just armed yourself for two weeks at a time that report data back through the iridium satellite network how does that sound and it's just like oh my god sign me up (laughs) <laughs> yeah hell so, yeah uh-huh. and, and strap
2: meat to me too yeah
1: yeah and so i was like well that's cool what? so i did that for like six years and then um i mean we've all heard of the mount washington observatory and um you know kind of getting that wanderlust again and was looking around for something new and mm-hmm. they needed a new director of operations i was like well i've never even been there i'd love to visit how cool would it be to work there so i read through the job description i said well i'm doing all this stuff in alaska right now i wonder what would happen well, two months later, I'm moving myself and my two dogs across the country and moving to New Hampshire um, and spend some time there, which was really fun. Then I had a TV station that was in the town I lived in, needed an, a meteorologist. Um, I did like, TV for fun in college, with you know, when I was in Norman, Oklahoma, briefly, <laughs> and that's the only mm-hmm. experience I had. And they're like, "Hey, we need a TV meteorologist." I'm, sure, why not? I'll do that on the weekends too. So I got to try a little <laughs> bit of TV, um, and now I'm the uh, vice president at a data analytics company called Athenium Analytics, um, which is something totally new. It's kind of like my first office job, um, but it's really fun because I get to translate the science to other people. So throughout my career, I've always had just a really open mind and, and just have really enjoyed trying different things, but knowing kind of where my strengths and my weaknesses are, you know, data QAQC, I've always been really good at um, communicating and, and translating technical concepts I've been good at and really all the jobs I've had have always fallen along those lines.
2: So you got over the algebra challenge then?
1: I did, but boy, that was a four-letter word, and it was over and over again. And it was—it was in high school, and then in college, calculus one, two, three, four, and differential yeah. equations, and linear algebra, and probability Differential and Equations.
8: It's never ending. It oh. is never ending. It's no, and you
1: never use it unless you're going to go into <laughs> modeling.
8: Like,
3: mm-hmm. come on. It's, yeah, true. it's Like I'm using that every day. We'll
8: yeah, it
1: it's it was, it was it's hard, and so I I when I. One of the things I really like to do in my free time is go to STEM events or to you know events with young kids and talk about overcoming adversity and understanding what your dreams are and what it's going to take to achieve them. And one of the things that I really like to drive home is in today's society, everything's available the click of a button nothing takes patience and time anymore. And I'll tell you what, the things in this life that are most worth doing do take patience and time. And that's going to become, you know, that, that's going to be overcoming the hurdles and working hard at it. And you know what? You're not going to click a button to fix it. It's going to take a lot of work, like a lot of work, and it's going to test you, but it's going to be worth it. And so these are the things that I like to tell kids and, and go to them and talk about, because if it weren't for that, I, I, I wouldn't even be in meteorology today.
6: Like just so you're so awesome, Serena. I've never
1: met anybody <laughs> like you before. Like a meteorologist like you. Like it's
6: just it's fantastic. And by the way, I really love your book, and I can't wait to talk about that later. Well, because, thank you. you know, I like
1: well, don't make hey, me blush. I, I <laughs> want to jump back.
0: I want to jump back to Mount Washington yeah. because I I think a lot of people are familiar, and and have heard about it, and have seen videos uh, from there, and and uh, everything else. But I, I guess tell people you know what. What's done there? What kind of work is done at the observatory? What kind of work did you do? And how many people were there? Like how how like like is it like a commune kind of situation or what, <laughs> what's it like?
1: Yeah, no, these are these are really great questions. So um the Mount Washington Observatory in Mount Washington in New Hampshire is known as the home of the world's worst weather. Now, this is a mountain that's 6,288 feet tall. Now I've lived in Colorado for a while, and that was like the elevation of my basement when I lived there, but it's a really and extreme mountain, um, for that small elevation. Um, it's often listed as the seventh deadliest mountain in the world. I mean, think about Mm. that. I mean, it's crazy. Um, Wow. And it's, yeah. And it's the, it's the highest peak um, east of the Mississippi and north um, of, of like North Carolina. Cause Mount Mitchell is actually a little bit taller. So it's, it's not a huge mountain, but it just is known for extreme weather and the world record wind speed of 231 miles an hour was recorded there in the 1930s. And, oh they've, God, maintained, really yeah, and they've maintained the record today of the highest wind speed ever recorded by man, because there was a typhoon in the Pacific in 1996 there they had an Automated station and ASOS station that was that actually recorded higher than that. So it's no longer the record wind speed on Earth, but it was for over 50 years. And so it's just a really, really extreme place. Now, because of that, um, it is like an official uh, monitoring station for collecting data that goes into all of our forecast models. Um, it's actually very important in aviation. You know, it's, it's sort of a point that um, pilots use when they're flying across the Atlantic Ocean is kind of like a, a turning point to, to turn to go across the ocean. Um, and so it's just got a lot of. Of significance meteorologically and is actually really, really important to things like our forecast models and the observations that we're taking. So um, my role there as the director of summit operations was basically to be in charge of everything that happened on the mountain. And that was everything from the snow cat that we take up in the winter that rides up on top of 25 feet of snow um, you know the the observers that stay up there one week at a time seven days straight they stay up there and they're taking observations 24/7 there's three of them that are up there at a time and they they do shift work um, it's the research programs that are happening up there that take part with so many different federal organizations where there's collaborations between universities and and these research groups and the observatory trying to conduct science we would do product testing up there. We would help people, um, you know, test things at high elevation or extreme conditions. You know, there was actually hangars up on top of Mount Washington at one point in the 1940s or 50s, where they did aircraft icing tests and studies with the Air Force up there, because you get rime ice accretion rates, basically the rates that this, this freezing fog is growing on items at seven, eight, nine inches an hour up there, which wow. is, Unheard of! It's just wow. it's crazy, and and rime ice breaks things very very easily. So then you get rime ice buildup. Plus in the winter time up there, they're seeing wind speeds over a hundred miles an hour every other or every third day. So they see oh, hurricane wow. speed winds wow. every other day on average on top of Mount Washington. So you're getting extreme icing, you're getting these crazy winds. So it's a perfect place for for research and for product testing, Pro- parasailing. Absolutely, yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Serena, Serena I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> interrupt you for a second. Dumb sure. photographer over here. Um, Why, why is that? <laughs> why does that happen in that spot? Like what? What 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 are the conditions that are are there that make it so extreme?
1: Yeah, so you know, um, the the fancy word is kind of the Venturi effect, which is you know the finger over the garden hose trick, right? You do, and it sprays out a lot faster because it's the same volume that has to pass through a smaller area, so it goes faster. Um, you have that happening on Mount Washington in three different ways. It's the tallest peak around there, so you're getting a vertical squishing between the top of the troposphere, right, the top layer of of our immediate atmosphere and the mountain. So as the air moves along, it's going along, and then it gets squeezed, so you're getting a venturi effect there. You're getting a venturi effect from the way the ravines and, and such work, so as the wind flows and gets towards the peak, they're converging again, and so you're getting another form of speeding up. And Mm -hmm. then not only that, but generally in New England, kind of like the tailpipe of the United States, as we always said it when I was at the observatory, doesn't matter where a weather system originates in the US, it goes through New England. If it starts in the Pacific Northwest, Mm -hmm. it's going to pass over us. Like when we had all the wildfires out West, we saw the smoke from those. doesn't matter if it's a, a, you know, a hurricane that, has you know made landfall in Louisiana it's the remnants of that are eventually going to pass us it doesn't matter if it's you know a nor'easter that forms off the coast of New Jersey it's going to affect us so you've got these three different ways where you're seeing a squeezing of the atmosphere and things have to speed up
2: wow so back to the Ace Ventura wow. effect what's
1: it like um, there? What, <laughs> what's, what's, what's wow. the craziest thing you <laughs> sure. did
2: out there in 100 mile an hour winds were you like well that was dumb I shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs>
1: You gotta, you gotta remember I'm gonna be talking Superman? about like educating kids about weather here. So I'm trying to I'm gonna try to be very low on you know, you know, it's just just walking around um outside in those temperatures is hard enough. And then you think about how you've got rime ice that's built up on some of these things. You have a chunk of rime ice that's you know even just four inches thick break off in a hundred mile an hour winds and hit you, you're going to feel it. Oh, so you you have, so you have to be careful. Um, and, and the winds are, are phenomenal. They're really, really strong. And a lot of people, if you kind of wonder what's the strongest wind speed I could walk around in, um, (laughs) if you take your weight in pounds and cut it in half, that's about the speed in miles per hour that you're going to be able to do max. Okay. So everyone can do the math. Oh, in their heads. Okay.
7: Some yeah,
4: of us will be f- higher the than one fifty fine then. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you can kind of. <laughs> so
4: I can do about 75 miles per hour. I don't even
8: want to do the math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, trust me. Failed seventh grade math. Don't want to do it either. Um, so, you know, you take that number. And so you think about that. And so we're all at around that hurricane-ish threshold. And think about how every third day winds peak over 100 miles an hour up there. You know, I've walked around up there in 100 mile an hour winds. Um, it's hard. That's, that is mm-hmm. exhilarating enough. Let me tell you, it is hard. You learn, you know, you figure it out. You, you get all aerodynamic, you know, you figure out how to lean into it and then you start getting cocky and you lean back into it and you know, you're at a 35 degree angle <laughs> leaning into the wind. It, just, <laughs> it doesn't give out and you fall on your butt and look like a fool. So it's, oh um,
3: it's extreme. What's it like to be there though? Like you you said it's seven days on. Mm-hmm. So like, is it is it, wherever you're staying, is it like almost like a spaceship because you've got to be <laughs> kind of sealed off from the elements?
1: Yeah, so they actually have a, um, a building. It's called the Sherman Adams Building up there. And it's shared with the Mount Washington State Park. And it's kind of built into the mountain. It's a very large concrete structure. Uh, that At the time it was built, um, it, it's just, you know, like one and two foot thick concrete walls. So it feels a little bit like a like you're in a World War II bunker or something like that at <laughs> times. It can, it can feel that way, but you know there's like a kitchen and bunk rooms for for everybody who stays there, and there's a living room, and you know then we've got like the the meteorological quarters where we're doing the observations and repairing weather instruments because we do a lot of that up there, um, <laughs> and so it's you know there, it's it's a tight space and there's a lot of camaraderie. Um, and it can it can feel a little isolating, I guess, sometimes at times, but um, most people really, really enjoy. It. And then you've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that come up in the summertime where it's actually you're glad you have the bunker because the deck is just filled with people constantly and you get a little tired of the tourists.
6: <laughs> that God, that's so crazy. So I would love to know from that to the NSSL, storm chasing and working with them, what was that like?
1: So it's, it's funny you should ask that. When I was little, I became a meteorologist because I saw my first tornado when I was five years old. And it was right after I'd moved from the Caribbean where I was born and and raised up until that point to Denver, Colorado. And I was in the Southern Caribbean. So we didn't even get hurricanes. Like thunderstorms were really rare. And all of a sudden I find myself in the front range in the spring. There's massive supercell thunderstorms and there's lightning and there's hail and a funnel cloud and a tornado. And so I, I just remember being awestruck by that. And so I was always into severe weather. And so I knew from the time I was tiny, I was like, I want to work at the National Severe Storms Laboratory. I couldn't even spell it yet. And I knew that's where I wanted to go. And I was really, really fortunate that my freshman year at OU, I got one of the internships at the at the conclusion of that year at NSSL. And I was super excited. And I got there and I you know did it for a couple of weeks and I didn't like it at all. Um, and I actually found myself wondering, like, <laughs> here I was having this, you know, crisis in, you know, at 18, 19 years old going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Cause I always thought I was going to work at NSSL. Um, and you know, and they're doing great research there, but I wanted to be outside and in, and the elements. And mm-hmm. I had a, a misconception in my mind about what working at NSSL meant. Now they get to go out, you know, and, and, and have their fun for sure. But I was downloading radar data in a basement for a year. Um, and oh, it wow. just, it didn't just didn't, it, it did, it just wasn't a good fit for me. And so I'm super thankful for the experience and it taught me a lot and it taught me a lot about myself. And, and that's part of the reason why I ended up shifting and becoming so open-minded and saying, what, what am I going to do here? Um, so it, so, you know, you say like, oh, working in SL, it's like, oh, that must've been so cool. And it's like, not for me, <laughs> which I feel really <laughs> fascinating. Um yeah. and it just wasn't. It just wasn't a really good fit for me. But I've I've definitely found my way along along the way and have um I'm 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 really lucky. I'm I feel really lucky about all the things that I've been able to do and try. And I've just had a blast in my career. You know, my parents told me from the time I was really young, they're like, find a job you love and you're never gonna spend a day at work. And I've, I've done it. Pretty so cool. at
0: what point did you decide to take all of that <laughs> and go, you know, I want to be an author? <laughs> 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 what what was what was that whole inspiration? Man, thought you thought I was about?
1: bad at math. You should see how I did in English. I mean, I, I'm like a science oriented person. There's a lot of people who have on their bucket list, like, I want to be an author and write a book. Never. It was never on my list. I never wanted anything to do with that. But I found myself in a situation where my sister-in-law came to me and said, hey, my my daughter, you know, she was about two or three at the time. She's really scared of storms. And we've told her that Auntie Serena is a meteorologist. You know, can you help her out? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. You help her out by educating her. If you fear something or don't understand something, learn about it. Let's get her a good book. So I went online and I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked and there was just nothing out there. There was nothing out there that was accurate and factual that was going to educate her enough to make her not afraid of the weather in a way that she could understand it's just it wasn't out there and I sat there and thought to myself huh that's, there's a huge need for that. There's a huge need for this. I can't believe there isn't anything out there. And I've got two young kids too, myself now. I've got a, a two, year, two year old and a four year old. So Jennifer, that is why I drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, so, and so I, you know, we've read a lot of books and so I, I've had this idea in my head for a while thinking like, there's a need for this, I, I could do this. And so I um, found some quiet time on an airplane a year ago, last October. And said, you know, I've got the idea in my head. I'm going to see if I could write it down. I ended up writing this whole book on the air on the airplane. I was like, okay, well, now I need someone to illustrate this. (laughs) And thought about and thought about Mm -hmm. it, and ended up deciding to to illustrate it myself. So it was like an 11 month process, but it was so important to me to be able to have a book that was out there that was factual. We can talk a little bit about all the kids' books out there about weather that are not. Um, and be, be be meteorologically accurate and simplify things, not to where they're dumbed down to where they're, they're wrong, but it, where they're still accurate, but where young kids can understand them and parents can understand them. What's going to facilitate those conversations between a kid and their parent and asking the questions? What's going to put everyone's minds at ease? But also be fun to read. You know, I wanted it to be rhythmic, you know, and melodic and and be nice to read. Cause I we have a couple of those books that the kids are like, read this. And it's like, if I have to read this one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it across the room because it's a terrible <laughs> book. Um and I didn't want that. You mean you don't want to talk about
3: geostrophic flow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You don't want to talk about that? Hey mom, what's geostrophic oh, no. flow?
0: I'll tell you what you you yeah. did. That's one thing you did a great job with, Serena. Iambic you're, pentameter. You're, you're using meteorological yeah. terms yes. and you're
4: rhyming with something else. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was like, my okay. God, how are you finding y- a word
4: to, to rhyme? You guys with aren't that? giving it enough credit. We even got
3: um, on the plane and had a few drinks. So Serena, I so Serena, know.
4: I'm not gonna lie. Uh, am I muted right now? No, 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 no. No, no, no. My
0: for you to get to your point.
4: Greg, listen. I <laughs> learned so much when I read that book. Yeah, you're, 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 you're. Don't, don't undersell how much information is in that book because uh, I was like, really, <laughs> really. That's a, that's a whole new target audience.
3: <laughs> Greg's like, I like this book. This is
7: great.
4: Fox you something. Find a book I can understand. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm I'm so glad to hear you say that. Like it really, that just makes me it all warm inside. And it's not just the beer talking. I truly, I, I really do feel that way. I I worked really hard on it. You know what I mean? And boy, putting you know, writing and illustrating a book, talking about putting yourself out there. Um, but that's what I wanted so much, and I wanted. I I knew this would be a book that. Parents could read it and would learn something. Grandparents could read it and they're going to learn something. I have to mm-hmm. select an age range for the book. And I think it's like four to six is what I've had to officially say because you could pick a two-year range. But it's Perfect one of those Perfect for Greg,
2: like... by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really
1: tapping into that margin. Um, but I know whoever reads it, whether they're two or they're 102 – that they're going to learn something. And I just, the really, and I think that's exciting, but the bottom line is I just want kids like my niece to go to bed at night and not be Mm -hmm. afraid of the thunderstorms.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Serena, I definitely think like, just when I read it and I'm not a reader, right. I just, I just kind of smile at the end. Right. I love, I love the weather pictures yeah well no i'm yeah the pictures was awesome i mean it was so cool the illustrations were great it was just fun you know it was just fun i think at the heart of it that's you're right there is not a lot in the market that that you know because it's a lot about the science but this is a a great mix of science but also like it's fun so
1: So, i'm I'm glad to hear you say that thank you
6: and i just have to say with a three-year-old like i've done my research trying to find weather books like seriously and you're the first couple pages describing that air is all around you. No other book talks about that. That air is like from the ground to the sky. And I was reading it to my daughter and she was just like, what? And so, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but like, but she, it, it was amazing. And the illustrations are so awesome because I've never seen a weather book for kids explain it where you're kind of showing the high pressure, like the weight. Like oh, you, you did it very, like perfectly, mm-hmm. like the rhyming, the everything. But it, like the geostrophic flow, which I can't even say. Um, <laughs> you,
0: Have another sip of coffee.
6: <laughs>
8: <I know. laughs> yeah. <laughs>
6: oh my god but like literally i was blown away like so blown away serena like weather yes yes i was And uh. Mount washington and everything but i was out of any weather and trust me i'm like i want my daughter to be a meteorologist uh literally I, yours is fantastic like i can't thank wait you. to promote it and brag about it so much
1: thank you oh and my it, gosh it makes me so happy
2: and it's not easy to rhyme with nantucket is it greg okay serena one more
0: one more question uh so why i'm just i'm curious as all get go why a fox
1: the personally fascinated favorite animal they're awesome just I've been, I like as much as I've That's been obsessed cute. with like severe weather and tornadoes, I've been obsessed with foxes. And the first time I, the first version of the book I actually put out didn't have a Fox. It was just the weather story. And I had some feedback from a really trusted friend come back who had a young kid. And he said, our kid loves characters. You know, he, sure. the, he loves to see a character in a book. And I was like, if I'm putting a character in this book, it's going to be a Fox. <laughs> it's did just you have, Did it's you have be. to white out part Aww. of the,
0: the, the, uh illustration so you could draw the <laughs> fox in there then or no luckily you had to redo a, everything
1: no luckily it was at a point where i had just the words written down and was like just talking through some ideas with him as kind of like my my confidant in the whole process and um so i was kind of excited to to do it and tend up, you know putting a fox in there and so and it's just like you know i had to I had to brush up the watercolor illustrations here but it's like you know there's the high and low pressure it's, look it's got a raincoat how cute is that i mean I, just, I love it. it's really funny but you know talking to kids about like columns of air and and the weight of the air and um and stuff like that was really fun but it's w- with a fox it's just um it's that much better and i just love foxes that's cool it's just a personal preference
2: Wait, dina who doesn't want to be a fox right come on <laughs>
1: Wait, what is the funny? So uh,
0: I'll tell you what, Serena. We appreciate your time. We we are curious though if you could let our listeners uh, let them know where where can they find the weather story? Where can they find your book?
1: Yeah, anywhere that um, online books are sold. So Amazon or, you know, um, bookstore.com if you like supporting some of the smaller local places. Um, I'm in New Hampshire. And so there's a few local uh, bookstores like Gibson's and the Toadstool that carry it here as well. But um, otherwise, um, nationwide, I think actually uh, globally um, online. How about, for... And then,
0: how about social media? Where where can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, everything is WX Serena, so WX C Y R E N A. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, website. Everything is just WX Serena. Wow,
0: cool. And awesome. and I want I want our listeners to know Serena gave us a signed copy of the weather story uh, that we're going to be giving away to a lucky listener uh, during our five weeks of Christmas giveaways that we're going to be doing on Twitter. So uh, just go ahead and follow us at Stormfront Freak uh on Twitter and make sure you catch it and get on this uh, great children's gift uh for for your family, your kids, your nieces, your nephews uh whatever it might be. So um, Greg Um yes or Greg. Greg. Yeah, or Greg. <laughs> absolutely but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we pre- appreciate your time on the show, Serena. Yeah, and, thank and, you so much. And I want everybody to know it's it's really thank it's you. time to get ready, you know, we're we're uh, getting into the winter months. It doesn't matter where you live. Uh, odds odds are that the snow and the ice and the wintry conditions are going to get in the way of your travels unless you have the Drive Weather app. So listen, guys, driving in bad weather, it's, trust me, right? I used to live in Minnesota. I drive to Minnesota all the time. Um, Greg might know a little bit about this, MJ maybe. But driving in weather, it's stressful, it's time-consuming, it can be downright dangerous. So now there's an app that can make your next road trip more enjoyable, faster, and best of all, safer. So the Drive Weather app, it shows you the forecast only on your route at the time you're expected to be at each point. So it's a a really neat, at the bottom, it's got this interactive time slider and it lets you change your departure time and see how the forecast affects the weather on your route if you leave at different times. So you you might be thinking, hey, we're gonna leave at eight o'clock tomorrow morning to head to grandma's house but you pull up Drive Weather app, and you look to see that, ooh, we're gonna hit some snow as we're driving through Chicago, but you use the little slider and you find out, wow, if we wait to leave until 11 a.m., it looks like we'll miss the snow, right? So you'll get there faster and safer. So I use this every holiday uh, year when I travel north to see family, Um, and if you download it, you're gonna understand why as well. This is available on iOS and Android. Visit your app store and uh, download Drive Weather for free. So it is time for us to take a break and uh, we're going to be right back with some great weather gifts this season and details on the giveaways.
8: Tornado Titans is where we capture incredible skies and we
5: teach you to do it too. It's coming right for us. Get ready for the Titan U Minute. Storms are pretty cool, aren't they? Hey everyone, it's Sanner, and today I want to talk to you about some of my favorite things about storm chasing that have nothing to do with tornado formation. Why talk about these things, you might ask? Well, it just might help to help you grow an appreciation for them as well. First things first that moment when a storm has finally topped out and the anvil has begun to spread over the sky is just magical. All the potential of the day is being realized in front of you, and that is easily the most excited i am on any chase day well except for that other thing you know but then there's also the big positive strikes that happen with a rapidly strengthening storm these big cracks of thunder will shake you to your bones scare the hell out of you and give you quite the thrill Another aspect of storms that I absolutely cannot ever get enough of is the simple joys of traveling through small-town America and exploring all the little finds. From the windmill collection in Shattuck, Oklahoma, to the world's largest hand-dug well in Greensburg, Kansas, there's just so much to explore out there. Finally. That moment when the day is done. You know that moment. The storm is probably still struggling on with lightning at dusk or in the night, and the conversation amongst chase friends begins about what you just saw. I'm doing a chef's kiss right now. Be sure to let me know what part of storm chasing you enjoy by tweeting at me at TornadoTitans on Twitter. We have a lot of educational materials on TornadoTitans.com. That's TornadoTitans.com. Come check out Titan U, where you can learn all about storms, storm spotting, and you can also watch us chase from the comfort of your home. Visit us at TornadoTitans.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh,
0: Hey, so for the fifth year in a row, you know, we're getting ready for the holidays. We're, We're looking at the cool, geeky weather stuff we want to get for our fellow storm freaks this year. And and really, I, you know, let's not lie. It's stuff we want to add to our own list a lot of times. Uh, so this is the stuff you might want to go. Hey, mom, dad, uh, hey, kids, put this on on the list tonight. But hey, um, here here's what you can do. You can find out a few ways you can get in. Also, on uh, free drawings for each of these gifts. So so every year we do this holiday weather shopping uh, special. And then we follow it with our five weeks of Christmas giveaways. And so basically, we, all this stuff we're going to talk about and highlight tonight, uh, we're also going to be giving away to our listeners and Patreon members. So uh, that's also cool. So stay tuned and we'll tell you how you're going to do that. But we're going to start off uh, the first item, uh, first item up for bid. No, the first <laughs> item, uh, cool weather item, is from Sanjian. Uh, it's this, the uh, PR-D9W Weather Radio. and I know you had a chance to take a look at that. Uh, tell us about the weather radio.
3: It's I like the radio. It's a nice size. It's a nice look. Um, it's got actually a nice radio. You can actually tune a, like 19 stations to it. Now, I know a lot of us don't use the radio as much as anymore, but you have the power cord. And you have you could put four AA batteries in it. So the one nice thing is that if you put the um, rechargeable kind of batteries in it, it will charge those batteries. So mm. in one way, it's almost like a, a battery charger, which is kind of nice. So that's a plus. Uh, the radio's nice. Um, the one thing I noticed with the difference from my old weather radios—remember, <laughs> in the old days, if you have one, you had to look up a code. For your area mm-hmm. on the national same weather code. service page yep. it was like a five mm-hmm.
4: same code yes yeah,
3: so you had to look up that up well this one you just have like seven stations that will tune you you go through all seven until you hear it and then that's your station so you don't have to necessarily look up any codes anymore so that's kind of nice yeah. um I like kind a Morse of like code? This
4: because
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like you, no it's idea. like four channels or no, seven channels, I think so you go through and you you just kind of click through them until you find the one that you hear, which is okay. pretty much uh, the close one to wherever you are. So that's kind of nice. I didn't have to look up a code, which I think has always kind of been a pain. And I kind of do like this because, um, you know, I my family and I, we like to camp. So you could take this camping. Uh, and use the radio, but it's nice because I know like recently, I think it was North Carolina, they had a bunch of campers get in a flood um, and this would go off and at least alert them. You know, you don't think about like, granted, I'm not going to always use this on my desk because I've got other things, but this is something you could use when you're out in outside. Uh, It does have an alarm. It does have backlit um, things that go a little higher and you know, higher and lower. So I like that. Uh, and it looks nice. I mean, it, you can put headphones in it. And, weather and so weather radio is kind Heather, of one of
4: those things that, uh, you give it as a gift and people are like, gee, thanks.
3: But they don't until know. They yeah.
4: actually it's, need it. Right. You're, right. Right.
3: right Sanjian.com. And then you look for the PR dash D nine W or you can find it, of course, on Amazon. Amazon has everything. And yeah. Amazon sells it there. Right now, if it says buy new, fifty-six dollars and forty-three cents. All
0: right. All right. We're gonna keep moving on. Maz, you got I'll the uh, you got the other Sanji and ready uh weather <laughs> what radio. You know, what do you got? I love that. I
2: do. I have the Sanji and SG one twelve. Sorry if you can see a little bit better there. You might be able oh. to see it better punch. Wait, hold on. Hold it up there. there again, Maz. <clears throat>
8: it's like there, that. that's better. There you
2: okay. go. So um I like this. First of all, this is this is going in my go bag. So zombie apocalypse, this is in my bag. I'm just telling you right now. Okay? <laughs> Do you have a go bag, Maz? I'm not confirming or denying. I'm just saying, right? Okay. Uh, but I will tell you, it's very cool. It has, because um, I have another one like this too. And so this is an updated version. Um, it has like four level battery indicators, which I really like. So it has all the other stuff that I had from before. Ooh. Uh, the, the like Does that 19- have a flashlight? It does. It has a flashlight on it, too. It does nice. the, the Morse code for SOS. It flashes, blinks. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Um, it picks up all the, uh, you know, if you're out there camping, I think pretty much I want to know if a warning goes off. I'm like, tell me, is there a volcano warning? Let me know. You know, I'm like, <laughs> so. so I don't care what goes off if I'm camping. I want to know that it's happening. Um, it does have the hand crank on the back, and it also has the solar on the front. On the top, I mean. Nice. But I do like the the fact that you can actually charge. You can plug it in and charge the, uh, um, the rechargeable battery. Because sometimes you're like, you, you know, I, I want to have a battery that's charged and ready to go if I were to have a go bag there, Brady, right? So that you've mm-hmm. got it. But then when you're out, w- wherever you are, you can get it going again with solar and for hand crank. And then on the back, you can also then charge your cell phone, you can charge other devices as well, so it's got a lot of features on there. Um, headphone jacks, if you want it real quiet, you want you know you're camping with other people and you just want to hear stuff. Obviously, it's got the radio and all that, and it's LED and it's got a built-in clock. So it it, it there is no coffee machine built into it, but I will <laughs> tell you it has
4: pretty much
2: everything else. It's all in there, and I did look it up on Amazon just to let you know. And uh, on Amazon, it's uh, retailing for sixty nine ninety nine. Uh, Plus free shipping, but it says there's only seven left in stock. So Uh for Amazon, that's Uh not a whole lot left in stock. Uh Just to let you know, so it's an emergency radio. Yeah, yeah, it's got. They're all gonna be gone. So it's the Sanjian SG112, and you can look it up. Just I just typed in SG112 weather radio, and it popped up on Amazon, and it's got it'll give you all the features that you want to look at. So of course you can get it from Sanjian.com too. So that's right right. yeah, great.
0: All right. Oh. Well, hey, the next uh, next item is, is a, a service uh, more than maybe a product. Uh, it's kind of a service, and and it's from and this is new for us to kind of take a look at. It's from Allison House, and uh, they produce all kinds of uh, great uh, maps, radar, all that kind of stuff that can also <laughs> interact with existing apps that you have. Um, and and they are they've got what's called the Storm Hunter subscription. Really? Um which which kind of is is the granddaddy of of all of their services but uh greg i'm going to kind of have you talk a little bit sure. you've been you've been able to kind of look at what they've got
4: yeah i mean listen that uh, you, you you said it best that it, it, allison house is not an actual piece of software what it is is the data it's a subscription for the data that goes on to whatever software you happen to be using to track weather and this is a game changer for storm chasers. And and let me just uh, let me give you a little bit of background fill on my storm chasing uh, mo in the past is that I would have uh, I would have my radar application open on uh, one tab, and then I would have uh, you know the N- uh, uh, NOAA. Uh, 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 mesoanalysis on another tab to see my frontal boundaries, and I would see have another tab open for my satellite and what Allison House does is it allows you to put all of those data feeds onto whatever piece of software you're using, whether it's radar scope or g r or uh you know radar omega or whatever it is and so you don't have to actually get new software; you can still use the same stuff you've been using. But now you've got all of the data that you really need when you're out storm chasing and, and you have it at your fingertips as an actual like menu item in the software, which is really cool. So I can, yes, I loaded, that's yes, that's I loaded awesome. it up on RadarScope. And then what you can do on RadarScope is you can, you can pull up all these new place files, these new feeds of information that you would otherwise have to go somewhere else to get. So it's a brilliant idea, a game changer for me in the field. I don't have to have all these different applications open and in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. we, you know, where you got to make it, you're at a, you're at a, uh, an intersection in the middle of the Nebraska somewhere and you got a choice between, I got to go East or I got to go North. Where, where am I going? You've got all the data right there in the palm of your hand. So I, I think it's a. Oh, uh, uh, cool. admittedly I'm using the uh, storm Hunter subscription, not the storm chaser. So I don't know, uh, what the difference is on on between those two as far as you know, what I'm going to miss out on, but well, the so hunter, you're, hunting,
8: you're hunting versus chasing. So,
4: right, I mean, right, yeah, right, actually, right.
6: I've had like the chaser one. I've had level two and level three radar with the basic lightning. Like I love Allison House and the fact yeah, yeah. that you can plug it into GR Earth, um, GR level two, three, um, all that kind of stuff. So that it's awesome. It's so awesome for chasing. Yeah, yeah and so I've been I've so playing cool. it.
4: I've been playing with it even without chasing. You know, just. Um, you know, I think we've all done this. You sort of geek out, you look where the weather is, you pull up that radar station and, you know, just start fooling around with all the, the different options that are available to you. But
0: yeah, it's great. So the Hunter, just to, to help you out, Greg, the, the Hunter over the chaser, the Hunter comes with, uh, the Allison house maps, uh, the eight plus forecast models, as well as the uh, radar mosaic data that the chaser doesn't come with. Um, but the hunter goes for twenty nine ninety nine a month, or you can just buy a year long subscription for a discounted rate of three twenty nine eighty nine, three hundred twenty nine dollars a year
2: for that. So, cool, Greg. I still don't right. want you looking at my frontal boundaries. Let's, uh, right <laughs> oh my God. Let's
0: uh, let's move on to uh, some Accurite items. Brady, uh, Brady, you want to <laughs> fill us in on what you got from Accurite?
8: yeah yeah so i got a i got a bit of a gift box which was pretty awesome i actually got i lucked out i got two different gifts um i'll start with the accurate uh, notice uh it's a three-in-one weather station uh with a wi-fi connection to the weather underground essentially what this is is this is uh you know essentially a, a weather station with a, a sensor so the sensor measures i believe it is uh looks like wind uh temperature and humidity which is pretty cool it can go indoors and outdoors Um, And one of the things that was really cool was you can actually transmit the live data to weather underground. Now, one of the biggest problems in the field today is we just don't have enough data. So it's really cool that you can contribute to the solution and because every single data point that we have improves our weather models. So, you know, transmits data every 18 seconds. It's got about a two year battery life. Uh, you know, it, it's it, I haven't I haven't gotten the chance to install it yet, but just based on some of the pictures, it's the actual- so Brady.
4: Is it completely wire-free? Like, is this a uh, put it out somewhere outside and then it's transmitting to the receiver? Yes,
8: yes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so wow. it's completely wireless. So you know, there's pictures of it on a pole. It can go indoors and outdoors, like I said. So uh, you know, it's pretty cool because you can just mount it outside and it measures temperature, wind, and humidity um you know which is which is pretty rare like I, I used to have a weather station that doesn't didn't necessarily measure uh wind speed which wind speed is huge right especially i'm on the fourth floor so it's going to be pretty cool when a you know a strong gust front or a, a storm comes through some of the readings i'm going to get are going to be a you know a little bit higher than you get at the ground so i'm looking forward to it. this is actually my first uh, first weather station that i've gotten in forever and cool. uh, the, the last one i had i lost um but but it's pretty cool yeah like i said you can go indoor and outdoor and it's it's. i did yeah it just it just disappeared i mean when i moved uh apartments it just kind of i don't know i think my neighbor stole it but uh yeah (laughs) i think i think this is
0: great for especially at that price point like Mm -hmm. if you just want a simple weather station that's going to give you a lot of the basic information that you would probably need to know what you know what to what's it like right now? And you want to be able to, to even remotely check in on what's going on at home right now. Uh, maybe you're on a vacation down in Florida and you live in Oregon and you just kind of want to see what's happening right now. What's the weather like? Do I need to, you know, is it getting really windy up there? Do I need to ask my neighbors to do something for me? And because you can transmit that to weather underground,
8: you can also check in on your own weather station. Yeah. Which is cool. So this, this is an Accurite product. It's called Accurite Notice. Uh, if you go to Accurite.com, uh, you can just you know search the Accurite Notice in the uh, top right-hand corner. That's uh, N-O-T-O-S. Uh, and it's a three-in-one weather station uh, with the Wi-Fi connection and weather underground. So I'm sure if you search Accurite Notice on Accurite.com, you'll be able to find it. Um, now on to- what's, the- what's it going for? Uh, The price is uh, 129 right now, uh, 0.98 cents as well. And it's available in stock. So not sure how many they have left, but it doesn't necessarily say like Amazon, but it's in stock right now. So you can pick it up and it's uh, pretty cool. Uh, So so the second weather station that we have here. So this is a little bit of a different take here. This is, uh, you know, it's more of, this is the, it's similar or same company, Accurite, but you, know, you have, instead of just one sensor, you have three. And, and these sensors will measure temperature, humidity with three different indoor or outdoor sensors. So it's a weather station, but it comes with three different sensors that you could either put around the house, you could put them inside or outside, and so you could have one like i'm probably going to put one in my family room and i'm going to put one in my bedroom because for some reason the air circulation is a little bit different yeah like my living room gets like really cold and my bedroom gets really hot at night and i have i'm sure your bedroom gets hot
4: (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's
8: beside the point but wow. I'm going to take a picture of the difference in temperature I'm going to send to my apartment complex. Like, you need to fix this. But but it's pretty cool, right? Because it not only does temperature, it also does uh, outdoor, you know, relative humidity, indoor or outdoor. I'll put one outside as well. Um, so so it's kind of cool. You can see the difference. Uh, you can put them around your house. You can set one up, you know, on your front yard, and your backyard to see if there's a, a difference there. Uh, so <laughs> if you have a lot of flexibility with what you can do. Uh, it also kind of sh- – it shows you also, you know, the – the, the time, the date, uh, you know, the daily high and low temperature record or uh, uh, averages, I believe, or no, sorry, the records, uh, which is pretty cool. So you can see, all right, where are we? Where are we uh, based on the, the the record here? Are we going to hit it or not? Uh, oftentimes, your local meteorologist will talk about that. Uh, you know, also, you can also, which is kind of cool, you can program an alarm that will notify you if if, for example, the temperature gets above a certain degree or below a certain degree um so you know you can you can figure out so like if you want to set it for snow you know if it's if it's raining and it's switching to snow and it's like 33 degrees you can set it at 32 or 31 so you get an alert right when it uh right when it switches over so you can know to look outside see if it's snowing yet
4: i think that basement alert too for moisture is pretty cool yeah yeah Yeah, that would or uh, for pipes
2: way. that freeze. Or if you have an I, I outdoor doghouse and you want to know how warm it is. <laughs> no, that's good. I you use, have, no, if you I, have
0: kids, if you have young kids and you want to put one in the baby's room to just make sure right. you're no. keeping track of what yeah. the temperature is there. Yeah, but you meant in the doghouse so they they even talk about you if you had a humidor, if you, you could put one in your refrigerator, yeah. you could put one you know, just to track what's the temp, what's you um, know you could put these things anywhere.
7: I use them at our lake place again for you know so it sends an alert in case it gets too cold and i know the furnace went out or whatever so
8: uh, yeah very cool uh so for this weather station same company AcuRite. uh if you go Acurite.com if you search for the you know the temperature and humidity station with three indoor, indoor or outdoor sensors, it seems like it's their their baseline uh, their baseline weather station there. You should be able to find it. Uh, and originally it was $114. Now it's on sale for $89.98, and $89 for a station with three different sensors is pretty cool. So it's and pretty I, good I'm going to
0: add this to everybody for our listeners. Accurate was kind enough. Uh, to give our listeners, you can get an automatic 10% discount on anything from Accurite. If you go to oh. Accurite.com and you use the code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and uh, you'll get an automatic discount 10% discount on anything on their website.
6: That's
3: awesome.
0: There we go. That's That's
6: cool. awesome. That,
3: that makes a big difference.
0: So, yeah. hey, it's, I'll tell you what, it's it's time to start adding some sweet storm apparel, to your holiday wish list as well. Uh, Helicity.co has a new name. I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, they're now called the Weather Shed. Uh, They've got a huge selection of weather-themed merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts, mugs, face masks, and stickers. Uh, So just go to wxshed.com and uh, just click on the Brands tab to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites we're going to go ahead and take our final break we've got more cool weather stuff from uh midland camera easy ambient weather and team dominator
8: it's all coming up next hey everyone it's mark remillard
2: and this is bobby nichols with outbreak the storm chasing multiplayer game and you're listening to the stormfront freaks podcast
6: Let's take a drive under the moon.
2: Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon.
0: Hey. All right, welcome back. Uh, I'll tell you what, we got some more amazing weather gifts to consider this year, as well as some details on how you can enter to win this amazing swag. Uh, but we're going to start off, we're going to go over to MJ. MJ has got a little something from Midland Radio.
7: So I've got the Midland WR, I got to do things all at the same time here. I've got the Midland WR400 Deluxe uh, NOAA Weather Radio. uh, And I've got it right here. I should make myself bigger so you can see that. There it is right there. And it's uh, a step up from your basic weather radio, I guess you would say. Um, Nice design. It looks good. Uh, Looks good on a nightstand or your kitchen table. This is not a portable one. This is intended to be in your home. Um, it has a nice big display that you can kind of see, uh, with an adjustable backlight so you can make it dark, you know, dimmer at night. And then it's got one button to push to make it brighter. Again, that's really nice. Uh, it has a nice feature. It actually has a USB charging port on the side. So if you've got it on your nightstand, you can easily plug in your phone uh, and charge it so on and so forth. Um, on the back, you've got your port for an external antenna and for an external alert device, like a strobe light. So... you know, which is really cool. Uh, or a bed shaker. No, there was such I, a thing. So Brady, Brady, <laughs> yes. don't even say it,
4: man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But,
7: but of course it's also packed with great weather features. This one allows you to program up to 25 different counties or provinces, uh, to receive alerts, which is way more than most radios have. Um, which is handy if you want to monitor a large, you know, a larger area. Um, You can customize the alerts that you receive and how you receive them. So this one, Dina, lets you program those alerts that you want to hear and those that you don't want to hear. Oh, yeah. Yep, exactly. And, uh, of course, uh, also allows you how you want to hear them. Do you want a tone, the the loud tone to play? uh, Or do you want the loud tone followed immediately by the voice? Or do you want uh, the external uh, part only? It has a scrolling display across the bottom. That's really nice. Uh, let's you see what's going on. It, it stores the past 10 alerts for recall. And uh, it has this color-coded band across here uh, that lights up if it's a warning, a watch, or an advisory. So you have an immediate visual cue of, of what's going on. So overall, a very, very nice weather radio. Very easy and intuitive to program uh, and use. That's the Midland WR400. Which you can find at MidlandUSA.com, and it retails for seventy dollars.
8: I would like a, a loud voice with my bed shaker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Greg, we're gonna we're gonna move on to you. You got something? Yeah, from Midland Phil. Too, I listen,
4: let, we're gonna we're gonna change it. we're gonna change it up. No strobe light or or bed shaker here. But uh, uh, with respect to everybody's products that they've been talking about, I've got the the I'm gonna highlight the one product that every storm chaser uh, that, that's listening is going to have to have. And that is the Midland X talk extreme dual pack. And, and basically these are two handheld radios, two way radios. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, I think they have, what's the range on them here, Phil? We've got, uh, I think 30 miles or something like that. 30 miles. Um, and also good in Brady's 30. bedroom. 38 miles. Yeah. And, and, but, but listen, here's the thing about these, these two way radios when you're storm chasing is there's always a situation where you're going to want to communicate with somebody else in a different vehicle. And, you know, again, heat of the moment, texting and and whatnot just doesn't cut it this way you can communicate back and forth 36 channels. So you're always going to be on your own uh, private channel with the other vehicle and what's really cool is that if you do have a group of chasers in multiple different vehicles, if you guys all had these, you can communicate in real time. So it's uh, uh, a That's great cool. product, $99, uh, MidlandUSA.com. And again, it's called the Xtalker Extreme Dual Pack T77 VP5. Uh, there you go. And it's oh 38 God. mile it range, 38 mile range, which is crazy, crazy wow. good.
0: What and what's neat about this is it's a pack, right? So, it not only comes with those uh two radios, but it comes with two boom mic headsets, so you can just be wearing the headset.
4: Yeah, you can go the full nice. Jonas, you can do the yep. full Jonas, you can <laughs> yeah. have your
6: headset on, <laughs>
4: and we do not, you know, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
6: Greg, yeah, that's so, so awesome. I'm gonna like mm-hmm. fly to Canada and just take them from you. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> they're that's they're awesome, cool. and and uh, like I said, definite definite must have for the storm chaser on your shopping list. All right, well oh. we're we're gonna keep moving on, Jen. Uh, we've got something from Team Dominator.
0: This is kind of new and it's really unique.
6: It is. So if you're storm chasing, have you ever been storm chasing? in a hailstorm where you shouldn't be, or you see hail after the fact, and you're just like, I wish I had a ruler. I wish I had something just to measure it yeah. to know exactly what it is. Well, then you need one of these. This is the official team dominator hail gauge. Now, this just isn't a ruler or anything like that. First of all, it's pocket size, so you can just fit it in your pocket, anywhere in your car or whatever, or even in your house, because we've actually had a couple of hailstorms here where I am, and uh, my daughter and I have looked at the hail after the fact and tried to measure it. But what's cool about this is the fact that it's bendable, it's small, it comes in centimeters, inches, um, in case you like measuring things. Um, and uh, it goes by the hail definitions from the NSSL and also Environmental Canada rig. Uh, and what's awesome about it is not only is it just handy dandy for anything? But it go, it tells you pea size, mothball size, dime, nickel, quarter, uh, toonie looney. There is a toonie. Hen loony egg? Right there. Is there a hen egg? Hen egg, yes, right? There's a hen, hen egg, egg yeah. a large apple. There's yeah. a mothball. So, like, let's say that, like, you find hail, you're like, oh, I don't know, but it, it sh- does it for you right there. So, it kind of tells you, gives you an idea instead of you guessing. Along with that, it tells you like the record diameter hail was in vivian south dakota june 23rd 2010 circumference was aurora nebraska june 22nd 2003 heaviest hail which i didn't know this the heaviest hail was found in bangladesh on april 14th 1986 um and it kind of tells you everything there but it's awesome if you're a storm chaser or you just love weather and you're a weather geek you need one of these just to have with you at home in the car because it's super fun when you want to go out and measure that hail because we all know hail will melt really quickly sometimes just depending on uh you know how fast the storm moves and the sun comes out just out of curiosity
2: what's bigger than softball sized hail on that uh the volleyball melon oh, great fruit.
6: it's got great fruit
2: it's got great fruit, <laughs> That's great great fruit. fruit. Okay. okay so
6: but really quick though go to uh, dot store, and you will find all their amazing goodies and the cool thing about this is a portion of the purchase price goes towards supporting team dominator science mission and research um, and these go for 45 dollars which you may think is like oh might be a little pricey but it's not for how handy it is and the fact that you're kind of donating to research as well. So they're awesome.
0: Yeah. It's definitely well put together too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about another weather station. So you can't really be a weather geek if, if you don't have some kind of weather station, there's all kinds of weather stations we've talked about uh, what I would probably call kind of some small, size uh, neat weather stations that you can put in different rooms and put outside as well and then there's maybe medium-sized weather stations those don't come with uh bed shakers either but uh that that will measure certain things well this the next one i'm going to share with you is kind of a bigger one that'll do more and it's from ambient weather which and and give you a little background ambient weather is now uh, a part of kestrel Meters. If you oh, guys know yeah. the Kestrel weather meters as well, they're, they're now right. together with ambient weather. But this is the WS2902C smart weather station with Wi-Fi remote monitoring and alerts. And so th- this is kind of one of the bigger granddaddies uh, of weather stations. It's, it, is, of course, comes with a cool LCD color display that you can have in your house, which is awesome. Uh, but here's what it does. It's going to measure wind speed, wind direction, rainfall so this will get you your rainfall measurements also your uv and solar radiation levels for the day Uh, barometric pressure your indoor and outdoor temperatures and humidity dew point heat index wind chill uh, and even more than that so i mean this this kind of is going to cover and give you a little bit of everything and what's really nice about it too is that it's uh it's also going to have an opportunity to uh, hook up to weather nation like we talked about as well. So you're going to be able to track this because it's going to be hooked up Wi-Fi and also uh, be able to track it on your, any device you've got, tablet, phone, uh, whatever it might be. And then also share it with, um, uh, uh, did I say that right? Weather Underground. Weather Underground. I'm sorry. Weather Underground. Um, So I apologize for that. But uh, So you can share all this stuff. It's great. This is a granddaddy of them all. Uh, that's really going to be able to do all kinds of different things for you. And this, again, because of the rain gauge, is a great tool to have, as MJ talked about earlier, if you've got like a cabin or if you've got, you know, grandparents or something like that, you could even stick uh, this weather station at those locations and then track it remotely from your home just to make sure that there's maybe not flooding potential going on or there's not potential wind damage happening
4: um which which really is kind of um i, I think did, re- did notice too phil they have a multi-unit discount as well if you buy more than one unit they do 100%. right which might be a,
0: a reason to do that and what's really cool guys is so I'm, I'm telling you all this great stuff this thing measures and this thing still only goes for 169 bucks yeah. um That's you could buy two for 150?
8: 150 155 two- 155 each, each
0: each oh, <laughs> didn't yeah, see that. chill out okay i was chill like out. what uh, <laughs> so like anyway so great great deal uh if you go to ambient weather a-m-b-i-e-n-t weather.com and again just look for their uh ws2902c smart weather station uh to uh, be able to get get a get a really outstanding weather station for christmas that's cool Our, all right. Uh, last one we want to cover, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Greg because he actually uh, has something to share from his camera easy website. Yeah.
4: You know, listen, Phil, I think, uh, anybody who's interested in weather, part of the reason we're all, uh, all here and all interested in, in, in weather and storm chasing and that crazy thing that happens outside your house when the, when the storm's rolling in, it's about getting those pictures and, and that's, um, that's where my interest lies. And I actually have this uh, really cool website called Camera Easy. And it's designed for people like you, Phil. People yep. who like to go out, storm chase. Um, you know, maybe you've got a DSLR camera, but you've never really learned how to use it. Yep. You're, you're using it in auto mode. And, yep. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, see, you see people posting crazy lightning photos and, uh, uh, you know, great shots of tornadoes. And you're thinking, man, I want to be able to do that. Well, that's what camera easy is. And, uh, it's a subscription service. Learn at your own pace. There's, uh, uh, lessons on shooting in manual mode, uh, composition, uh, workflow, you know, what do you do with all those photos after you've taken them, how to get them onto the computer and actually go through process them and get your stuff posted and, and, and do it all and, and have your photos look like actual photos like look professional yeah that's yeah and
7: cool.
4: you know what's really cool about this online learning stuff is i started camera easy before covid like wow. this isn't a this isn't wow. a covid project i've been doing this for a few years so uh <laughs> yeah that picture
2: uh, there Wait, go stop on that picture there. Or right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, I like Yay! that.
8: Well, I think I might want to sign up because I've been trying to take pictures of lightning for about six years now, and I just can never get a great one. So.
4: Yeah. Well, Pretty listen. That th- th- this uh, this camera easy course will show you exactly how to use your DSLR and get uh, great pictures of lightning. And I'm going to be offering for any freaks that are listening. If you use the coupon code Freaks Forty. You're going to get 40% off on checkout and listen, this is, is the, yeah, this is the big bonus though. It's in Canadian dollars. So like you guys, (laughs) you guys can buy you. Americans can buy like three subscriptions for the price of one, uh, being that it's in Canadian dollars. So yeah, freaks 40 at checkout, get 40% off camera. Easy, uh, subscribe and learn how to use your camera at your own pace.
6: That's huge. that is huge. That's really That's cool. Awesome. I might like do it, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, seriously,
3: because I I keep asking all these photographers on here, trying to learn, and they're like aperture and this and that. I'm like, what? <laughs> right.
4: Right. Yeah, listen. My philosophy, right. Dina, and, and not just philosophy for teaching, but for for my own photography, is to keep it simple. Right? When we're stressed, and listen, storms are stressful. When you're stressed, we're we're bad at making decisions. So if we can keep it easy. Uh, and give you some very simple tools to use with that fancy camera that's collecting dust. Uh, you're gonna love, it. and you know what? That translates over to your real life too, right? Family photos, and you know, weddings, and your graduations, and all that kind of stuff. So I hope you do take advantage of it. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's I think it's a it's a
8: great tool, and it's how I make my living. So I love it. Well, Greg, very Greg, cool. I think it's so, I think it's so smart because the amount of money that you spend on a camera, if, if if you don't know how to use it. This is this is a no brainer, like drop in a bucket cost compared to the camera. That it's just like it, it doesn't if it, it, it doesn't make sense to not do this. Right? I I agree with you, and and just I, I should also point out it's cameraeasy.ca, uh, which is
4: uh, wow. a Canadi- which is a Canadian extension instead of the com. But cameraeasy.ca, and again, freaks forty at checkout for forty percent off. Cool.
0: Awesome. And I'll, I'll tell everybody, hey, we're going to be giving away each of these amazing weather products and services that uh, we just talked about as part of our annual five weeks of Christmas giveaways. And there's going to be two ways that you can enter uh, the giveaways. Number one is if you follow us on Twitter and uh, we're at Stormfront Freak without the S and uh, follow us and retweet the posts when they go up. So we'll be making posts over the next a few weeks leading up to Christmas. When you see those, if you follow us and you retweet those, uh, you're automatically entered uh, to that contest. But the second way you can also participate and have a better chance of winning is if you go to patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. And if you register at the EF5 Merch and More tier, uh, which uh, which is kind of one of our middle tiers, if you register at that tier or above, before the end of November, uh, you're going to be able to access uh, some of these exclusive giveaways starting in December uh, as well. So just another another way uh, to be able to participate in that. So uh, so yes. so keep a lookout for that. Uh, MJ, I'm going to turn it back over to you.
4: Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby.
7: Yeah. All right. I did want to recognize a couple of. Uh, listeners who have contributed some things to us for, for weather fools. And we uh, didn't have a weather fools this time, but um, make sure that I, I, I recognize folks for doing that. Our friend Jay Bingham at Jay is painting. He actually shared the bridge collapse video that I talked about last episode. We didn't yeah. get it into the show notes. So I wanted to just mention it and I will get it into the show notes. I think I forgot to send that to Phil. So it was my fault, um, but we'll make sure we recognize Jay for that. And uh, former guest, Lori Bailey, uh, also shared uh, a great weather fool last time, but Dina uh, got it first uh, for it Ooh. was the, uh, Lamborghini oh, the Lamborghini Submarine. Yeah, the Lamborghini that Submarine. A good one. Yeah, I feel like but, that's a uh, song
8: like Lamborghini Submarine.
7: Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Lori, Lori, uh, Lori had shared that with us and I, d- I didn't want to uh, miss the chance to recognize her for that. We appreciate okay, that. Yeah, we appreciate that when folks share those with us. So please continue to do that uh, and get a hold of us and give us feedback. Ask us questions. You can find us on uh, all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, or you can email us at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. That's our freak fan box.
8: Cool.
0: Well, hey, I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. want to thank you for listening or watching. But before I announce who our next guest is going to be, as always, if you like the show, uh, don't forget to subscribe or to follow the show so you get notified and that allows you to receive the latest episodes delivered right to your podcast player the moment that we release that. I also mentioned uh, the exclusive merch giveaways when you register at Patreon, but there are all kinds of other great benefits for members like live access to view our raw recordings and chat with us, uh, we're monthly virtual happy hours with our freaks. By the way, who's joining us tomorrow, Friday night? Virtual happy hour with yeah. uh, our patrons. All right. Uh, and even join us uh, and our guests in the green room while we do these recordings. So, like Dan Wallace has been uh, coming on, joining us on our breaks and everything, which is a lot of fun. So, a uh, special thanks to our guest tonight, uh, Serena Arnold. Uh, she was a blast. As as well as uh, all our partners that shared some great weather gifts for the season uh, to be on lookout for as well. In our next episode, uh, we're bringing back the creator of the upcoming Outbreak Storm Chasing video game. Mark Remillard is going to be with us. Uh, he's going to give us an update to their successful Kickstarter campaign. And uh, possibly show us a couple new sneak peeks of the game oh, as well, nice. which will be cool. And uh, we're going to be One. recording that for our Patreon members on Thursday, December 10th, at 9 p.m. Eastern, and the podcast will be available to everyone starting Sunday, December 13th. Uh, so I, th- I think that's uh, I think that's it. MJ, yeah. Maz, Brady, Dina, Greg, Jen. We got a pretty full boat tonight. Uh, I'm going to signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time.
5: Right, everybody. Hi everybody. Adios. Adios.
7: Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more. Visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.